0: This is a GRDC podcast. The area sown to canola across the grain belt in Western Australia has been increasing in recent years. But for growers in the low rainfall zone, it certainly hasn't been without its challenges. Hi, I'm Shannon Beatty. At recent Grower Network forums, many growers flagged problems with poor canola establishment, particularly when the crop is dry sown. They have tried to increase germination rates by interrow sowing, which did not produce a better outcome. Using wetters has had mixed results, including inducing a false break, which is far from ideal. Nor have trials with different seeding depths delivered the desired results. Regardless of what they try, growers in the low rainfall zone have a proportion of canola that fails to germinate. But the causes seem to differ from year to year. A GRDC investment aims to end the confusion. It is setting out to validate and extend previous agronomic and management research on how to establish canola successfully in the low rainfall zones. Over the 2022 and 2023 growing seasons, Living Farm established 14 trial sites, spread from Yuna in the north to Salmon Gums in the south, in collaboration with local growers and grower groups. I caught up with Andrew Werrett from Living Farm and Meriden grower Philip Gray, who has a trial site hosted on his farm. To get the lowdown on how the project came to be and the key findings so far. Andrew, let's start off with why this project was necessary in the first place.
1: A lot of the previous work has shown, and through grower discussions, one of the real challenges with canola as a break crop in WA in the low rainfall zones is actually getting it established well, and the real basis of this project is to avoid those real low establishment type issues where you're like getting 20% of the plants coming up 20 to 50%. So we really want to stop those happening. And so this is part of a national grower network forum that GRDC run and this is some of the feedback that they want to work on on the canola break crop and get it established well. So it sets them up for the rest of the season.
0: Now, Philip, you do farm in Meriden, which is in the low rainfall zone. So tell us about the challenges that you face.
2: The answer is in your question. It's in the low rainfall zone. So our opportunities are limited or a lot less than probably elsewhere. So this year we had one rainfall event in late March and we didn't get another one for six weeks later. So we had a small window opportunity to sow canola and that typically leads us to our highest gross margin on canola when it's established early as well.
0: And Andrew, can you give us a bit of info on why exactly establishing canola in the low rainfall zone is so difficult?
1: Yeah, good question. Canola is a tiny little seed and it can be affected by some pretty harsh conditions at the start of the season. The last 15 years, growers have been maximising yield by sowing as early as they can, given the right moisture conditions. But that brings with it risks with soil temperature risks with drying, risks with wind and things like that. So what we want to do is try and limit what those risks are and give growers tools and information to try and avoid those situations where you get big failures with canola establishment.
0: And tell me about the project itself then, where are these trials based and and what are you actually doing with them?
1: Well, as the title suggests, it's in the low rainfall zones. This year, there are 11 locations across WA, from Una in the north down to Salmon Gums in the south. And we target a range of grower groups along the edge of the wheat belt. So Morowa, Meriden, Bruce Rock, Southern Cross, Hyden and Salmon Gums. And it's targeting all sorts of conditions and soil types and growing conditions, and it's really about providing an in-paddock visual trial for the growers to look at and to see what does and doesn't work. It gives them an opportunity to evaluate and discuss you know, whether they can make some real changes into their seeding systems and maybe assess what some limitations are, whether it is actually possible to make a reasonable change and what they might need to do. So it's really a discussive project. So, yes, we're running trials, and the trials we hope to show as much as we possibly can, but one of the best things about it is getting farmers in the paddock looking at these trials, seeing what has and hasn't worked and discussing what they've tried, what they haven't tried, what has and hasn't worked, and talking about it and limiting those real failures.
0: So, Philip, does that visual element that Andrew was just talking about have anything to do with why you wanted the living farm trial on your property here?
2: Yeah, pretty much. That we've got what we're trying to do from our learned experiences previously and adjusting to things, but each season is slightly different. So, the trial they offered to us or the protocols gave us a few things that we might have tried, while we were able to keep going with what it is that we know has worked better in the past. So we're able to compare what we may have done differently to what we actually did. Yeah, so it's good to see that replicated different varieties and things like that as well.
0: All right, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks, Philip. Now, Andrew, as you mentioned, the project is spread across the state. So um, is it important for growers to be able to see this, I guess, in their local area?
1: Yeah, it's vital because growing canola in the north is different to growing it in the south and the risks are different depending on where you are when it comes to establishing canola. And different areas grow different types of canola. So we tend to find there are much more hybrids and Roundup Ready hybrids grown in the north and as you go further south there's still a lot of open pollinated TTs and hybrid TT varieties being grown and that may change but you know canola is an expensive crop to put in the ground and manage so the low input costs of a retained open pollinated tt is a valid decision so you know the guys in the salmon gums area they still pretty much deal entirely with an open pollinated tt variety so we need to limit even though it's a small input cost we need to limit what the risk is around losing plants after seeding and get as best established crop as we possibly can
0: and tell me about the project and the trial itself Sen. what are you actually looking at in terms of your replication and, and the different treatments that are being applied?
1: Well, it's a range of things. So this builds on previous work that was done by people like Jackie Bucat and Andrew Fletcher and others that have looked at canola establishment in detail and some of the factors that can affect it. And there's a good booklet that GRDC have brought out in conjunction with those guys on what are some of these issues. So what these trials have done is gone to the grower groups that are involved run a session with them and ask the questions what do you want to look at what do you think is relevant have you tried any of this stuff before and has or hasn't it worked and then we'll put it into a trial situation so they're quite simple trials in one sense in that it's a plus or minus. So it's either, for example, you're using soil wetter or you're not using soil wetter, or you're grading seed or not grading seed, or you're chasing moisture or you're choosing not to chase moisture. So we look at a plus and minus, and then we mix two or three of those factors together. Um, So it's a whole range of things. I've mentioned a few of them. Placing other things might be putting UAN with your seed. Is that affecting the way it establishes? So it's a whole range of things and we've tried to make it as simple and as visual as possible and put it into a trial.
0: And what have been the key discoveries so far that you have made throughout the course of the season?
1: There's some interesting ones there. Last year, and it's been repeated this year, is... A lot of guys are putting UAN with their seed and we, pretty much every time we've put that into a trial, we've shown that it reduces establishment. So there's an issue there. Also, we've shown last year up at Morawa where we sowed into some fairly good moisture early, very early in the season. So this was sown on the 5th of April. There was a bit of plant death as the canola came out of the ground because of high temperatures. So high temperatures in the north are a real risk. And what surprised me a little bit is that grading seed can have a long-term effect, can still be noticeable eight to ten weeks after seeding, even though the same number of plants have come up, those plots that have graded seed or larger seed in them just still look better and more even and more vigorous. So yeah, some interesting stuff and stuff that growers can actually implement, which is good, which is the purpose.
0: And have there been big differences between the outcomes or the discoveries in the different areas or the different regions?
1: Yeah, a lot of them are climate related, I guess, and where you are in the state. So like I said in Morawa, where we did that trial last year, a 35 degree day, seven days after sowing, just took seedlings out. It was too much for the crop to handle. It was on a red soil, so that may have also influenced soil temperature compared to a lighter coloured soil, but Nevertheless, high soil temperatures in the north are something that they have to deal with that you probably do not have to deal with as much as you go further south. So it's not really something that's an issue. And I think then when you combine that with seeding depth and chasing moisture in the north, that's even a greater risk, whereas further in the south where it's a bit more mild and conditions early in April probably allow for the seed to get to the surface and establish a bit better
0: All right, Philip, this project is all about extending information to growers. So putting you on the spot, can you tell us what you've learned so far?
2: Yeah, I think probably no real surprises when it's as wet as it is from that rainfall event. It doesn't matter too much what you do. And then, yeah, the shallower you seed it, the less density or the less plant germination you're going to get. So no real surprises. Was hoping to maybe see a little bit more out of the wetters to give us a bit more information as to whether we'll use it going forward or not. We've used trialled it before and not seen results. So disappointing not to see results again. So as sort of expected, which is also
0: nice. Good to hear. It's almost nice to know that you've been doing the right thing, I guess. It feels that you've been applying the right things in practice because what you're doing seems to be working and has been replicated in the trial.
2: Yeah, to some extent. I think also that seeding early was the right thing to do. Probably the other one is the later sown stuff looks like it's going to have a lot less yield potential than the earlier sown. So Yeah, good comparison because I wouldn't have liked to have found that out in the paddock, I guess.
0: And we are only midway through the season, really. So there's still a lot that is still left to see and left to be learned. What are you thinking you might discover as the season goes on?
2: Hopefully that the stuff that's been sown earlier probably had a slightly deeper sowing depth, which is what we try and do when it's as early as well. Hopefully that yields the most and proves that what we are trying to achieve is the right thing to do. And then just be interesting to see the yield difference between the earlier and the later sown stuff and then probably variety as well. So length of variety, so longer versus shorter at that time of the year in this lower rainfall environment. If it does get hot later or it gets too cold, it'll be interesting to see what the differences in the variety choice would have made.
0: Andrew, you've heard what Philip wants to know and this trial is going to go through to harvest. You'll get the yield data at the end. So from your perspective, what do you think the main outcome for growers is going to be?
1: Yeah, good question. Canola's a, I've said it before, is a funny beast and it's a long season with canola. So between now and harvest time, a lot of things can happen that can affect or influence yield. But what we're really hoping to do and what we've realised is there's not going to be any silver bullet when it comes to establishing canola in the lower rainfall zone and we probably won't be able to tell growers what they should do. What it will come down to is probably giving some pretty good information on things that they shouldn't do. So placing UAN with your seed in a drying soil is probably not a good idea or chasing moisture early in April in the north is probably not a good idea because there's a fairly high chance you're going to get some hot days in the coming weeks. It looks like grading seed is a good idea. So if you have the opportunity to get some large seed from your retained OPs, then that might be a good thing to do. But I don't think we'll be able to say this is exactly what you should do every year because it's a different year every year and canola compensates well in certain conditions and doesn't compensate well in other conditions. So I think it's a bit seasonal, but there'll be certain rules that hopefully we can put in place that we'll say, okay, well, maybe you shouldn't do this in certain situations.
0: Really knowing what not to do is often just as helpful as knowing what to do. So there's still definitely some major benefits for growers coming from this research. This was a two-year project that is coming to an end. It finishes at the end of this year. But where to next for this sort of canola establishment research?
1: I think there's still a fair bit to do. And there are other projects that are still looking at this and it will go on through other project work. I think the realisation will be, it's not as simple as just getting in and seeding paddocks. You might have to change your setups throughout the day even or throughout seeding one paddock from one side to the other and making it suitable for getting that canola seed out of the ground.
0: That was Living Farms' Andrew Werritt and Meriden grower Philip Gray speaking about establishing canola in the low rainfall zones of the western region. More information on this topic can be found in the description box of this podcast or online at gidc.com.au. I'm Shannon Beatty. This has been a GIDC podcast and thanks for listening.